0: Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast is an edited recording of our Sunday morning service from December 31st, 2023. For news and information, and to find out how to join us, please visit stjamesleith.org.uk. Okay, good morning everyone. Good
1: morning. <laughs> And a very warm welcome to you all to our service this morning. Those who join us on Zoom, let's give them a wave. That camera, I believe. Oh, that camera over there. <laughs> oh, <Or> that one. <laughs> oh no, it isn't. <laughs> and those who join us in our building this morning. Um, and if you're a visitor, welcome, new friend. Now a week ago this day, we were here on the day before Christmas and now here we are on the day before the new year. How time flies, but as a friend on Facebook reminded me this morning, it's still Christmas until Epiphany, so keep calm and carry on. (laughs) Today our theme is waiting and Geoffrey will be sharing a reflection with us later. And we will also be thinking a little bit about the year that has passed and about the new year that is yet to come. If when you come up for communion, you would like to light a, a candle on our candles over here, please do so. So come up, have communion, and then light candles. And it can be for somebody you wish to remember for something that's happened over this past year, anything that you would want to, to mark by lighting a candle this morning. So we begin. Friend and stranger, welcome in the name of Jesus. Here at the threshold of this new year, be their delight or be their grief all that lies between. May love and grace be just here. And so now we're going to light the candle and hear our singing bowl, that's it, <laughs> and have a moment of silence. <laughs> God is love and we are his children. There is no room for fear in love. We love because he loved us first. So let us confess our sins in penitence and faith. God who is both power and love, forgive us and free us from our sins heal and strengthen us by his spirit and raise us to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
2: The gospel today is taken from Luke chapter two, verses 22 to 40.
3: Glory to our Savior.
2: When the time came for the purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. This is the gospel. Good news for all.
4: Good morning. Let's pray. And may I speak in the name of God who creates, redeems, and sustains, and who waits for us always. Amen. Picture the scene, um, if you will, a play set in wartime France. The stage is black except for five orange dots as the smell of Galois cigarette drift (laughs) across into the audience. The lights come up and four figures are seated and a fifth is standing by the side in a long trench coat and a beret. And uh, there's a pause. He speaks, Wetting! Always this interminable waiting. <laughs> Long pause. The sound of a toilet flush. A door opens. <laughs> ah! Enfin! At last! <laughs> well, it was very funny when I was in that sketch 40 years ago.
0: <laughs>
4: anyway, through Advent and Christmas we have had lots of waiting. I personally know of a number of grandchildren who have had, shall we say, issues with presence and waiting. Uh, we won't go into that. Sincere praise though to all parents who have negotiated the tricky waters of uh, careful present planning and wrapping only to be rewarded with a frenzied tearing of paper and cries of disappointment. <laughs> But um, but if you will permit me to take uh, the theme of waiting a little further. I know Advent has been about waiting. But what are you uh, at the moment waiting for? And also how would you characterize your waiting? Are you waiting for the holidays to be over and things back to normal? Are you waiting for the refund and the money to go back into the account? Are you waiting for someone to return your call or text? Are you waiting uh, for a real socialist stroke conservative stroke liberal government <laughs> Are you waiting yearning longing against all likelihood for a ceasefire in Gaza Are you waiting for the result of a scan What are you waiting for today And how are you waiting do you uh, wait with the distraction of hard work or maybe a dozen distractions to keep anxiety at bay. And while you wait do you put up a cheerful facade and, and, uh, <laughs> and whistle in the dark and, and say boo to the ghosts? Or do the tentacles of, of dread and fear wrap themselves around your thoughts and keep you awake at night? Some wait quietly, though think how Waiting in silence is so rarely done in our busy, uh, result-driven lives. Surely some answer can be found if I, if I talk to enough people or buy the right stuff or search the internet. Uh, some uh, immobile approaching death have no other options for how they wait. In our story from Luke, we have two characters, the elderly Simeon and Anna, who were famous for waiting. The story is framed by verses that tell of the arrival and departure of the young couple with the infant Jesus. It's 40 days since his birth and it's time for the ritual presentation of the firstborn male child in the temple. Can you imagine the great temple complex in the center of a big and busy city where the people of Israel are coming to do their business with God? No end of stuff going on. Into the outer court of this temple, probably hardly noticed come a poor couple we assume they are poor because they are bringing the minimum sacrifice allowable under the law and there they meet the righteous devout and ancient simeon and the equally devout and possibly even older anna now these two luke seems to emphasize are the most devout law-abiding, spirit-filled Jews that Israel has on hand. They are, it has been said, Israel in miniature at its best, devout, obedient, constant in prayer, led by the Holy Spirit, at home in the temple, longing and hoping for the fulfillment of God's promises. For they have been, as I say, waiting. God knows how they were waiting in a brutally occupied land Waiting for the consolation of Israel. Waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. In a time of suffering, waiting for the Messiah. Personally, waiting for death. As Simeon says in the words made famous as the nunc dimittis, now let your servant depart in peace. Simeon and Anna were waiting, but with hope, with yearning, with longing even as well as stupendous faithfulness. And they were waiting and then inspired by the spirit they saw. And in that moment, Jesus's status and his destiny are recognized in a staggeringly flamboyant fashion by these two old people. In that moment, Simeon's words transcended the boundaries of time and have resonated down the corridors of human history. Sovereign Lord. As you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Would you, uh, would you take your candles, or I invite you to take your candles, maybe some at home. And, uh, and, and, and uh, I'll ask Ralph if he'll help uh, us light light, light them from the, uh, from the end of the row, pass it on to the next person when you've got a lit candle. You know the drill. we been doing it often enough. <laughs> the candle flame is, uh, of course, sometimes nostalgic, it's sometimes romantic. It can spur powerful emotions from the past. Or it can uh, simply ev- evoke a sense of unfulfilled yearning. And sometimes it's just a a peaceful glow, isn't it, where a safe space is created. A candle may not be much of a light, but it keeps the darkness from closing in. Solidarity. For the rest of the reflection, I want to invite us to use the candle as a reflective space where we maybe take out some precious thoughts and turn them this way and that, perhaps having a good look at them in the light. A candle flame, as we quietly watch, can symbolize our need of healing or of relief from pain. It can symbolize a desire for justice or a longing for peace it can flickering in the darkness stand for our belief that God does hear our prayer that God does mean the best for us and when we pass on that God will be there to receive us in arms of such warmth and encompassing love and we'll struggle to remember what all the fuss was about. A candle flame is delicate and fragile and impermanent. It can symbolize our own lives or the lives of others, especially children who have died tragically young. We remember, and we mourn death, and we give thanks for life. The candle flame also carries the awesome power of fire. Fire that is able to destroy, but also able to purify, to burn up the chaff, the discard, the wrapping paper, and we are left with the impermeable, with the eternal. As Simeon and Anna gazed on the Christ child. Were they seeing the promise of the Messiah? Were they seeing a sign or a guarantee that the word of God will be spoken against injustice? I wonder as you gaze on this symbol, do you see an end and an accounting for the evil that men do? It seems <coughs> It seems our civilized veneer is still so thin. In so many places and times, welcome to L'Arche. We've just lit some candles to pray. Yes, our veneer is pretty thin, and there are places and times in Gaza, in Syria, in the bombing of Ukraine and others. Is there an accounting is there an end salvation and consolation of Israel for which many have been faithfully waiting had been faithfully waiting or still wait is not a picture of earthly victory or dare I say it a return to the land the Christ's light for the revelation of the Gentiles expresses a far wider A universal vision, one foretold by the Old Testament Prophets. Is that not a vision of righteousness in society, a vision of leaders and judges who exercise justice with mercy, who don't spin, who try to right the wrongs produced by flawed systems? Is it not also a vision of godly nations? Nations with young people with purpose and access to education and training. A nation of men who no longer beat their partners. A nation of widowed women who are no longer lonely or afraid. Older generations enabled to serve and contribute to the communities in which they live. Can we see any of these promises when we gaze at this candle flame, as Simeon gazed at the the infant Christ? Is there in the flame a rekindling of spiritual ardour or enthusiasm? Is there in the baby a sign of hope, behold I make all things new? Is there in the flame a word that God cares about this cross that you bear, your own pain or the suffering of the one you love? And may I suggest that just as Simeon gazed upon the light of the world and saw the fulfillment of the hopes of Israel, even as he saw the end of his own life, just as he gazed on the Christ child Can we go beyond the candle flame and let our inner eye see the divine light? In Simeon and Anna's patient vigil, can we also find a lesson? Perhaps waiting is not passive idleness, can it not be an active engagement with hope? Can it not be a spiritual discipline that requires endurance and faith and trust in the promises of God? The presentation of Christ in the temple invites us to embrace the discipline of waiting with patient anticipation. In our waiting we're invited to fix our gaze on the Savior the light that dispels the darkness, the consolation that soothes our weary souls, and the redemption that transforms our brokenness into wholeness. Like Simeon and Anna, we too are called to meet Jesus at this very hour to see in the bread and in the wine a sign of the kingdom which has come and which is not yet. We wait, but the end of our waiting is in sight. I invite you to either, as we move to prayers that are going to be led by Paul from Zoom. Well, he's not from Zoom. <laughs> via zoom but uh, you can either extinguish or, or keep your candles lit let's pray
0: if your candle is still alight then keep your eyes open and focus on your candle When I say, wait for the Lord, would you respond, hear our prayer? Wait for the Lord. Yeah. Our so as we wait, we're expectant. As we pray, we expect our prayers to be answered. Maybe not in the way we expect and maybe not when we expect but we trust that as we wait God will be faithful just as Simeon was waiting all those years for Israel to be saved and Anna had been fasting and praying and she spoke about Jesus to all who were waiting to be set free So we thank God for Jesus, the fulfilment of that waiting. We pray that all will be saved and set free. Wait for the Lord here. Yeah, and as we think about the world pray for Gaza and Ukraine and Syria. For refugees, for those providing aid. For peacemakers, that their voices may be heard. May there be peace. May there be freedom. May people be set free. May God's kingdom come. Will be done on earth. Wait for the Lord. Yeah, And as we pray for the church, let's think about as we celebrate the first coming of Jesus to this world. Let's think about the promise of the second coming whenever that may be perhaps it's been a long wait but there will be a new heaven and a new earth help us to wait patiently for that and in St James we pray for all the different ministries that go to make up the fabric Not just the upfront ministries, but all those behind the scenes, those who do the administration and take care of the finance, all the preparation, for services, and for the new ministries reaching out into the local community. Wait for the Lord, Yeah. Mm-hmm. and pray. as we think about those who are suffering, perhaps ill or elderly or dying or lonely. We also pray for those who care for them, for all health professionals. And we pray for our health service, for all those who are waiting for treatment or results of tests. Wait for the Lord. And as we pray for ourselves, we pray for the sort of fulfilment in our lives that Simeon and Anna saw in Jesus. Help us to be patient in our waiting. Thank you for the opportunity of a new year. perhaps rethink our priorities and the way we lead our lives help us to be positive about the future but always remembering it came into the galatians reading we heard earlier that god only works at the right time and that's not always our time so we wait for god's timing We pray that God will equip us for all our different ministries, that we will shine as lights in the world as these candles shine out this morning. Lord, you kept faith with Simeon and Anna and showed them the infant Jesus. Give us grace to put all our trust in your promises and the patience to wait for their fulfilment. Wait for the Lord. Hear our prayer. And now we say together, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today the daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Do not bring us to the time of trial, but deliver us from the kingdom, power, glory of yours, now and forever.
1: loving God, you make all things new. You bring hope alive in our hearts and cause our spirits to be born again. Thank you for this new year that is coming, for all the potential it holds. Come and kindle in us a mighty flame, so that in our time many will see the love of God and live forever to praise your glorious name. Amen.